Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, uh, yeah We got the vibe on deck, bro Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go If you could just imagine some dudes into music Get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing So here we go, D. Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history So now what? They got they mics and gizmos Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, mo Yeah Welcome to Sports and Things A weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports and music topics of the week Featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and host Dennis Turner. And welcome everybody to Sports and Things. I'm your host, Dennis Turner. With me I have, as always, the bros, Jay Hill, John Lane, Trey Ely, and Micah Robinson. What's up, fellas? Yo, yo. Yeah. What's going on? Chilling, chilling. Hey, this is the podcast where we are musicians and artists who love to talk sports and we're going to get right into it because we have a lot to talk about today, starting with our local sports as always. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, Haskins story has, has been unfolding um, almost oh, like fun. a downward spiral. And the most recent story that came out today uh, was a story about if Haskins was sacrificed for offensive coordinator Scott Turner. Now, the Scott Turner is the son of Norv Turner. Um, no relation to me because, you know, I don't know them people i mean if you go back 400 something years maybe but anyway no nah, oh. <laughs> um Slavery so jokes in the morning yeah yeah, 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 yeah listen listen to be offensive coordinators i come from a string of ocs look his family's still sacrificing black people Shit. what what oh, wow. Wow! Welcome to sports and things. I oh, think we got the segue listen, into I the next we, topic. I think we got the subject or the title of this episode in the first five oh, minutes of the God. episode. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> it's only gonna get better from here, bro. It, it can only go down downward like Haskins' career at this point. So. Oh man! <laughs> Coffee so, and slavery joke, boy. Let, yeah, let's let's get into the subject though. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna start with Jay and just ask: um, Do you think that Haskins' career? Two years in was sacrificed for um, Scott Turner's. Now, with that being said, before you answer, Scott Turner has been a f- uh, working with Coach Rivera for the last couple of years. But here's a fun fact. Uh, Scott Turner has not produced an efficient offensive team that has scored more than eight points per game since he's been an <laughs> offensive coordinator for anybody, with the exception of trash points. And we know what trash points are, the points that people score in like the fourth quarter when nobody's playing again. They got the third string or second string in. Nobody gives a shit. So he doesn't have – he's basically learning on the job, and he's suffering at learning on the job. So do you think that Haskins was sacrificed for Scott Turner? Jay Hill. I mean, suffering on a job is pretty, it's pretty uh, extreme. I think with every job, there's a learning curve. Like nobody's a professional. Parcells wasn't a professional – at first, and you know, none of these coaches were professionals, like off the break, or not not, prof- not professional, not the word, but not winning like that. Um, but I think Rivera has 
put the emphasis on the wrong part. So I think he has decided that the player can always be replaced. All you got to do is know how to complete a five-yard out route, maybe a 15-yard post. Uh-oh. Did he get uh, dark card? Yeah, he frozen. <clears throat> oh. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> <laughs> so, he's back. Oh, he's back. Fr- he's oh, back. He's no? back. Oh, you were gone for a minute. Oh, man. listen. Okay. Listen, you look like you got Portuguese sit out this Oh, yeah, yeah, you sure did. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird. Oh, okay. Man. Okay. So, uh, I don't even know what y'all heard last, but let's try it again. So, I think... Um, <laughs> you going to start over? You gonna yeah. Start? I don't know. I don't know what y'all got. The beginning um, of my point, sir. <laughs> so, basically, I think I think Rivera is putting um, more of a timeline on the offensive coordinator because that position is not as replaceable as a QB. You could put anybody, you know, quote unquote, in the QB position. You just need to know how to throw an out route, throw a deep ball, throw a crossing route, and then we can we can work around, you know, your 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 placement or your presence in the pocket. My coordinator, his his plan just needs to work. Now, obviously, I don't know if y'all saw the I don't know if I sent y'all the article. Um, Larry David said he could be offensive coordinator if he just followed a, a OC for a year. He said it's pretty easy. You just draw plays. All you gotta do is run the fucking plays. What more but do you, you know, need to wait, do? To, to, just to interject real quick, Jay, because the issue that they're having with Scott uh-huh. Turner as an OC is that they're saying like, if you look at his plays, like I saw, I saw a comment that said, if you yeah. look at eight plays of they his, have no receivers yeah. are like yep. stacked on top of each In other, nobody's running any play route. So clearly, it takes more than a year because this dude has been an OC for like at least three. And he no, sucks. No, he is not. He has been an offensive coordinator for four yeah. games before he came here. Yeah. But wasn't he an offensive coordinator? At, uh, was he, what was he with the Panthers? He, he became the he offensive coordinator after he Ron Rivera got fired. Before he yeah, was like I don't a think quarterback he was coach. At Carolina. And then he was huh. offensive assistant yeah. and analyst yeah. and all this that other kind of stuff. This is his first time yeah. being an OC. So he had, a, he had a bunch of offensive titles, but not offensive coordinator. He was he got the stamp because his dad is an offensive coordinator. Bingo. Yes, and I Ron might Rivera add, got I might, fired around Thanksgiving last year, so he hasn't might, even been an offensive coordinator for a year. I might add that Bill Callahan was not the best offensive coordinator for Washington either, even though he he looked good in Dallas, and he's had OC experience. But when he came to DC, it's it's DC, man. I mean, but I think, but I think also, <laughs> but it's you know, a like job have, too, right? Like we it's have, the, we have the routes that are all bunched up, like you were saying. I think you also think your personnel is more uh more athletic than your your or, or should be able to perform your plays more athletic than you think like if you run this fast you should be out of this area by the time he gets to this area nah it ain't but so much fucking field like what are you what are you doing here like y'all both run crossing routes so it's like why don't you put that receiver on the other side of the fucking ball like maybe then they won't be in the same area at the same time also those clips are a little deceiving because it could also be him not having enough time or him holding the ball too long to where the play is broken. Everybody's scrambling now. I mean, I don't, I'm not an analyst the way the, that was Pat. That was Pat. Um, I can't remember what his last name is, but that was Pat that was analyzing it. I just think it's one of those like, well, maybe um, by this time, if you look at the quarterback, he's almost being tackled 
or has nowhere to even turn because the pocket has collapsed. So, but by your logic, that, you Jay, it sounds like practice, it's just a, by your logic, it just sounds like it's a mixture of a lot of bad things. Exactly. Bad quarterback, bad OC, bad, bad defensive so, backs. So, so let me so let me quote owner. so let me quote your point again, John. bad owner, Washington. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Washington. Yo, that is Washington. just not okay. Somebody say bad owner? Yes, I agree. Somebody with definitely that. said bad owner here. And here we go with the bad owner coverage. Here we go. Dan we're good. Snyder. We're good. Well, we can just throw it to Trey then since Trey or is we can start with Daniel yes, Snyder. It's the Dan Daniel Snyder, Snyder show. It's yeah, Dan Snyder. Show. <laughs> Don't ever call this shit the Dan Snyder show. No, no, this, no that's Trey show. So Trey yeah. presents Trey presents Trey He's Ely presents it's the Trey Dan segment. Snyder yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. Trey presents the Dan Snyder hour. Every Tuesday night, I have the Dan Snyder hour when I drag my trash cans to the curb. The theme song should be Hail to the Redskins backwards. And then Trey comes out and says, You know what really grinds my gears? All right. You had the floor, Trey. Go ahead, man. All right, man. So. Um, I think that the answer to the question is kind of a mixed bag. I don't think that the intent was, I don't think it's intentional that Haskins was thrown under, under the bus for Scott Turner, but I think that that is the effective result. And so what I mean here is I really believe that Haskins lost that job, not really just because of play, because I know um, Ron Rivera and everybody else were expecting Haskins to struggle, but you know, there's, it's one thing to struggle with humility and with a good attitude and all that kind of stuff. Um, Haskins, everything that I've seen from him on social media, body language, and that sort of thing, I, I'm taking it that he's been kind of arrogant, bad attitude, and just kind of acting like a prima donna. And I'm going to tell you, Ron Rivera doesn't seem like the type of guy that's going to put up with that for too tolerate long. that shit. Right. Yeah, so right. Ron Rivera was fine looking for an excuse to bench this guy. And, you know, the media and everybody's going to want you to bench him based on his play because it's going to cause a storm if you say, I'm going to bench him because I don't like how he's acting. But I think that Ron Rivera looked at his character and feels like this is not going to be my guy. He's not going to be the guy. I think he looked at more than his character. So he's trying to get rid of him. But Um, even like the the article said, even the media came down on him in a completely different way than they did uh, Daniel Jones in New York. Like they, they just fried him immediately. Like, yo, they need to bench this dude. Well, let's give him some time is what they get, what they were saying in New York. So, I mean, what do you think about that, Trey? Your attitude can create, I mean, you know, we, we can, we often, I won't say we often, but in this country, there's always reason to consider the race angle. There's always reason to consider that because this is a racist country. But reality is, in this situation, I think that Daniel Jones is more of a professional than um, Dwayne Haskins. I think that as a man, Dwayne Haskins is, is carrying himself very unprofessionally, just how he carries himself with the whole situation. Um, you're going to throw out stuff to social, social media is for your fans. So you're going to throw out blaming the fans for, for dogging you when you play like crap. Maybe you should play good. You know, I mean, like you can't blame the fans that you didn't play well. So, I mean, when it's always somebody else's fault and that kind of stuff, like that's not the kind of guy, that's not the character guy that that Rivera wants in that leadership position. However, to switch over to Scott Turner, um, Scott Turner is no experience, right? So he was an interim offensive coordinator and went 0-4. I mean, not that everything's on the offensive coordinator, but reality is he won. he's only won one game, that Philly game. 
um, with us. So he has coached more games with an office of co- as an offensive coordinator for us than he has anywhere because he just started being an offensive coordinator. Um, and, and eight points a game is real. Yeah, but I mean the sample set is small, so you know we're, you're hoping it gets better. But the thing is, the situation is kind of sketchy for that because Ron Rivera is clearly a defensive minded head coach he was a defensive player he comes from a school of defense I'm not saying he doesn't know football in general but he's a defensive guy and typically a defensive coach has a strong offensive coordinator so that you know he can lean you know on the strength there you've got a basically a rookie offensive coordinator with a defensive head coach and the assistant head coach and defensive coordinator, another strong defensive guy, is Jack Del Rio. So we're we're defense heavy on the coaching side and kind of offense light. And at the same time, we got we're, we're regardless of who it is, even if it's not Haskins, we're going to have to develop a young quarterback because if even if Haskins isn't your guy, you're going to find somebody else. So we're going to have to develop a quarterback without a uh, uh, really mature offensive coordinator. Now, well, wait, uh, Turner, to your point, to your ahead. point. Um, why wouldn't you just go get a veteran offensive coordinator at that point then? You know, you know, you, you have, you have the Noah thought to know that you have a, a, a an experience. You're, you're heavy on the defensive <laughs> side. You're super heavy on the defensive side. So why not just go get an offensive coordinator that has I, proven himself in the league? I mean, that's the way I feel. I mean, if you haven't noticed the other comment I was going to make is that nepotism is very heavy in the NFL. Um, people want well, to hire people they know or are connected politics. to. But you know, um, also, yeah, I think that's I, I, I think I, it's the name. I want to add this down. in here though. Like besides just the name, y'all, offensive coordinators in general do better as young men. Defensive coordinators are great when they're old. I think oh, it just God. has something yeah. to do with the nature of what it is because offense has a lot to do with deception and Pre-empty. I mean, at the end right. of the day. Is football is football, but you win, you win on a play because as an offense, I'm doing something and I know what I'm doing a second and a half before you know I'm doing it. Yep. Yeah. So it's just like with defense, it makes sense to be experienced and veteran and all of that. But with offense, it actually makes sense to be new and fresh and unseen. Because so he was trying to find ideas. the next – yeah. Uh, so uh, Kyle Shanahan or, or Shanahan Sean McVay. I'm going to say y'all being the football team in particular has a, a very recent history of of good offensive coordinators ha- of having offense, but yeah. but both of those people that you just named who have gone on to obviously you know be great Kevin beyond O'Connell, the football Madeline team. Floor. They that that was their first job too. Sean, that yeah. was Sean. Yeah. That was Sean McVay's first OC job. Yeah, he was a, was he was Shanahan's a tight ends coach before we made him first offensive OC coordinator. Job. So, yeah. so I, I don't think it's fair to just completely be like, we need to go get, you know, bum Phillips out the grave to call the <laughs> offense. Bum like, Phillips. Well, well yeah. it, was, it, was, it was more a question. It was more a question of a curiosity. So, so here, but, well, 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 yeah. well, I didn't finish my take. So the go thing ahead, is, like, the nepotism Sorry. thing in the league, right, I don't think that NFL head coaches go out and do nepotism just to get their buddies paid or whatever because – a lot's at stake as an NFL coach. You want to win. You want to be successful. I think that when you're in the trenches in football, I think that coaches want somebody that they know is going to buy in. Um, so 
They look for loyalty over, over most things. Yeah, they look for loyalty. They look for buy-in. They look for loyalty. Somebody who understands their system. They want to yeah. get, they, they're, they're, they're worried about chemistry. They want things to work. And so they're trying to find somebody who's going to fit. He's going to get along with people. Everything's going to work. You know, he's going to, all that stuff. All the chemistry uh, stuff. Well, yeah. Uh, but, all right. To cap off this, this, uh, this subject and to go into the next one, I, I got two comments I want to make. Two points. First, Micah called all o- OCs liars. That's what he did. He called everybody that's a liar. And Trey, your mic sounds immaculate, brother. Your mic sounds immaculate this week. Thank, thank you. Thank like, you. I, I wish people could see your actual your new setup. You look like you know, yeah. you look like you're on the um the Howard Stern show over there, but it's it's pretty dope. But just, just going back to it real quick, like even without the loyalty thing, we don't know who turned it down. Like, you know, we, we, we never really know the entire puzzle. Yeah, this may have been. Oh, everybody turned it down. Choice. You know, it's, it's right. Washington. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So he could have had a probably better. What are you talking about? Choice. Everybody turned it down. <laughs> Get out of here. That's why it's not news. Oh, All right, move, moving on. Um, to stay in with Washington, we're going to get into the next subject, which is since we're talking OC and QB, uh, what's next for the Washington quarterback carousel? Um, we all know that uh, uh, Allen got hurt last week and they, they went to Alex Smith, who didn't have an impressive game, but he, he, did, he did well enough to get praise on the internet and be called the comeback player of the year. Um, so I want to get I want to get your take, John, on what's next for the the QB uh, conversation or position in Washington. Well, man, when do no, we? Not, when sorry, do, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> when do we not have a quarterback carousel in DC? That that seems to be a staple thing here. So uh, before I even give my answer, there's something that's kind of been looming around. Uh, and it hasn't, it hasn't made mass media yet. So I was talking with my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law actually has a, uh, a credible source for the Washington football team. And he said that last Sunday, when it was announced that Dwayne Haskins was not going to play because he was sick, um, Ron Rivera announced that one of the four quarterbacks had the antibodies for COVID-19. He said he wasn't allowed to say who it was, but according to this source, they do believe that it was the fourth quarterback, the practice squad guy, Steve Montez. Um, But now I'm starting to wonder if this illness, I mean, Dwayne Haskins has had this stomach bug for what, five days now? If you have a stomach bug for that long, you need to be in the hospital. He's going back to the doctor. But it might, it might be those taquitos from 7-Eleven. Oh, but what? If he has oh, we lost 7-Eleven as a sponsor. Thanks. <laughs> if he has a... Uh, no that, big go for you. 7-Eleven's <laughs> going cars. Um, if, yeah, if he's got this stomach illness, then it's, it's got to be something serious. And now that I've, I've heard this, this new development, I'm wondering if this is COVID-related. So he took this COVID would just make... Today. He did take one today. He took a test today. What was the results? I don't think it came out yet because I didn't hear anything. They didn't get the results now. They just said he took a test. Less than 24 hours. But Rivera said that he wouldn't tell anyone who who the person was that that got the antibodies or who – he would only say who tested negative. And they haven't been announcing who's who's tested negative. They've been announcing who's tested positive. Right, right. So – 
Right. So anyway, with all that said, um, this is just a mess that Rivera has inherited. And it's of my understanding that he's trying to clean things up right now. He came to this team knowing that he did not like Haskins because everyone did not like Haskins. If Jay Gruden doesn't like Haskins, you know a lot of people aren't going to like him. He didn't like his mechanics. He didn't like his attitude. He didn't like a whole lot about him. But he started him anyway. He had his shot. He's done. He wanted his guy, Kyle Allen, because he had a good history with him while he was head coach. Um, With Kyle Allen getting hurt, the next person up had to be Alex Smith just to see what he's capable of doing. So for right now, if he can stay healthy, I do think that Kyle Allen is going to be the starter, but we're going to see another Alex Smith sighting, I think, later this year. And dare I say it, we may even see a Dwayne Haskins appearance later this year. The carousel the is going to continue. Maybe, if he's not sick. But maybe the, that's the best place for him, too. So I don't mind him on the sideline side with a clipboard. Like, but this carousel, this When's carousel the trade deadline gonna, again? November 3rd. Yeah, it's coming up soon. This it's like carousel is going to continue if uh, until next season when Rivera starts to clean house. He's going to start getting rid of people. He's going to start benching people. And he, he's going to go into the draft. It's of my understanding that he's going to start drafting some, some more defensive uh defensive players he's got to beef up the offensive line and we need a quarterback i don't think we're going to get trevor lawrence there's this whole thing about talking about justin fields um and this this other guy who could possibly go in the first round i don't know if we're going to get a quarterback in the first round but wait do we need uh, to get a quarterback in the first round is that i don't is that think imperative? we do i don't think it's imperative i think a quarterback in the first round is someone that has proven proven to be worthy of a first round. I never thought that Johnny Manziel was worthy of a first round. Baker Mayfield, Andrew Luck, RG3, um, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Who whispered that? <laughs> That's uh, Trey's magnificent microphone. You can oh, hear immaculate, a rat microphone. Immaculate microphone man over there is whispering sweet nothings into Dwayne's hands oh, and ears now. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Count me out I mean, on that one. Look at, look at Aaron Rodgers. I think, wasn't Aaron Rodgers drafted in the third round or something? Um, he went late. Tom Brady went late. Tom Brady went in the fifth fourth. round. Fifth? Um, fifth? Something. Fourth, fourth or fifth. Yo, I can't remember can where. protect you, you can be a fucking all pro all-star, all-generation quarterback if you can be protected. That's all it boils down to, man. I don't think so. I think in, in, Dwayne Has- in Dwayne Haskins, in Dwayne, in, in, for Dwayne Haskins, if you have an offensive line that protects you, then you have plenty of time to throw an incomplete pass. <laughs> he has not proven that he can be accurate and he can be a smart quarterback. Kyle Allen looked better slightly, now, but he looked better about, than Dwayne that's Haskins. That's honestly about your position. He's that's like your man. About you. He's like you should have been a slot receiver, not a QB. He's like your man that's had that. 14 seconds and he still threw the incomplete. <laughs> he was back there for I mean, 14 seconds. He hit nobody. <laughs> you put Tom Brady behind a protective offensive line and put Dwayne Haskins behind a, behind a protective offensive line and tell me what the results are. Right. Uh, yeah, Tom Brady right. won last week. Right. Yep. I'm just saying. 
No, he didn't. Or 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 oh, he didn't win? Daniel Jones. I thought he won. Oh, no, Tom, Tom Brady, Brady, forgot, lost Tom Brady forgot what down it was. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Last imagine if Joe Burrow had that like week before that. Weeks ago. Imagine that. Shit. Week before that. Just if Joe Burrow, if Joe, if Joe, now he, that's a that's a good argument. If Joe Burrow had a had a protective offensive line, he would be a lot better. Hey. I do agree with that. So anyway, that's my synopsis. How do we get to Joe? How do we get to Burrow? How do we get to you know Hills? You know how. You know how. Anyway, we're not doing that today, Micah. Your take. <laughs> we talked so long about the different stuff. Uh, I forgot. What is the question? <laughs> you failed the test. Man. <laughs> no, it's just like you're supposed to be paying attention. I am paying attention. You can't. You can't pay attention because he ain't got an iPhone. Oh. <laughs> I don't need to pay attention because I don't have an iPhone. Y'all, right, y'all this is the name of an episode, wasn't it? The Cowboys fan the, doesn't have an iPhone? Yeah, well, it'd, it'd be the name of this episode, too. The uh, Cowboys fan still doesn't have an iPhone. And uh, Dwayne Hassan is still trashed. Wow. It has nothing to do with Scott Turner. The boy just can't play football at the end of the day. Wait, wait, wait. But that's not the question. That's not the question. The question Sorry. is... What's happening with what's next for the QB carousel in Washington? What's, Not yeah. Who? What's, 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 what do you think is next? What's next is I actually think Kyle Allen is a halfway decent quarterback. I don't think he is the future of the franchise. So I Gus still Rott. think that the football team. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I still think the football team will be searching for its uh, its biannual savior. Again, by So does he but, get more burned? Does do you think he gets more burned than, than Smith? Like, do you think Smith? I think I think Kyle Allen actually. I think Kyle Allen plays well enough to finish out the season, uh, unless he gets hurt. I don't think Alex Smith sees the field. I don't think Dwayne Haskins sees the field again. Um, oh, you you got to say less. I, I if do, Allen gets hurt again, you got to start with that one because exactly. he got hurt. Well, here's the good right, news. Yes. Brandon Scherf is practicing. He, if he if he gets hurt again. But right. the thing is, if he if he doesn't get hurt again, I actually think Kyle Allen is – I think Kyle Allen is decent. I think he's a decent starter and will probably be the bridge between now and whatever's ultimately next for the football team. All I'm going to say is so this. I, I think I, – I think, if, if, yeah. we, if we lose on Sunday, we need to fire everybody. Like, we Why? need to fire Dan Snyder. Because we you win, can't we need to lose fire to Dan the Snyder. 0 5 Giants. You well, you yeah, can, too, you can saying, when you could very well justifiably be 0 and 5 yourself. Yeah, but we're not. We beat <laughs> the Eagles. He's right. Wait, wait. He, Time he's out. right. First off, let's let's deal in reality. Dan Snyder isn't going anywhere for the foreseeable Dan Snyder's future. Dan Snyder's not getting so up. Let's, let's just stop that. He has a podcast with Trey Ely. It's fine. He's yes. not going anywhere. <laughs> He's, He's here. Trey he bought Trey Ely's new microphone. Wow. <laughs> That's perfect. That's but perfect. Even Republicans buy sneakers. No. <laughs> oh wow. But look. But no. Wow. But no. For real. For real. I don't. I, yeah. I think Kyle and his solid. I think if he doesn't get hurt again, he's he's it's, that's his job until you know y'all draft whoever or get whatever. Did you? How many? Did oh. now? 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 Tell the truth, John. Don't lie. How many Panthers games did you watch last year? I didn't watch very many because okay, I'm not a Panthers one. fan. I can honestly tell one. you the one I that watched, we won. 
I watched yeah. at least five Panthers games last year just off, like, some fantasy stuff. I'd be kind of hard on watching all the games, Sunday ticket and all that. And I'm telling you, the dude, like, he can play. He actually can play. Yeah, Kyle. but, Maya, you were probably watching the Kyle Allen games when he first started in his first five games. What about the last six, seven games where he threw 19 interceptions and very few touchdowns? Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Well, I right. You know, um, I don't know, man. But, but I, Micah, you know, so, Micah, how many games yeah. does he lose before Alex Smith gets in? Like, what's the... How many games, how many, like, how many does he have to lose? Yeah, what's his, what's well, his leash? I, to be really honest, I don't think, I, I don't think putting in Alex Smith, I think putting in Alex Smith would be completely pointless. It would be, it would be I the agree most... With that. It would yeah, be the most, like, it would be a complete exercise in futility. Like, why are you doing that? If you thought Alex Smith was your future, Dwayne Haskins would have never seen the field in the first place. And Kyle Allen right. wouldn't be on the team. So to take, this, to take this guy who has essentially had a career and is 30-plus years old, who you already didn't believe was your guy, there is zero purpose in giving him time unless you well, were going to do it. Know. Rivera didn't know what. If that was his guy or not, because he never had it. I'm saying apparently yeah. nobody thought that that R- Rivera had him in training camp, and he still. Mm-hmm. He, he, but he wasn't. He wasn't cleared yet. He wasn't exactly cleared yet. I mean, yeah, I, I get what Mike. I, I mean, I'm just saying, like the dude. You don't. You don't, you don't do put him in. Way. You don't put him in for like for what you yeah. to do. If if you know that if you don't feel like you have your guy on the team. There's no point in putting in this veteran dude just to try to go four and uh, twelve. But like, I will argue you, that Kyle- Rivera probably does not have his guy. I think he brought Kyle Allen in right. because that's the guy that he's familiar with. That's the placeholder. He's, he and doesn't know Dwayne Haskins. He doesn't know Alex Smith. So those are his choices. So yeah. if he benches Dwayne and what's his name gets hurt if Kyle Allen gets hurt he doesn't have a choice because he's not putting Steve Montez in because he's a no, no, no. squad quarterback well yeah I gave the so, disclaimer if Kyle I, Allen gets hurt then yeah you'll see Alex Smith but but to your point he's a placeholder like that's like you don't why do you switch yeah, out a placeholder if he's a placeholder anyway like <laughs> what what do I, I think stand Alex Smith is there to well number one because of his contract they kind of stuck with him I'm that's like 36 one. million reasons yeah, why he's there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Number two is it's good to have him in that quarterback room with those young guys. I mean, regardless yeah. of whether you're going to play him or not, this guy knows how to play quarterback. Well, he knows how to check down, that's for sure. <laughs> Alex Smith can play, dog. He just has, it's like, the most unfortunate life ever. And he knows how to check down. Mm, there's been worse. <laughs> <laughs> to it's that pretty, point. It's been pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, had a, he's had a hard way to go, so – um, we'll wrap this segment up. I, I, we're all, we all have our opinions about what's going to happen. We just have to wait and see in the next few weeks if we even still have a football season going on in the next couple weeks. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more on um, sports and things. We'll be back. Hey, everybody. John Lane here. I want to let you guys know exactly where you can find us online. On Instagram and Facebook, it's at sports and things. The spelling S-P-O-R-T-Z underscore and underscore things T-H-I-N-G-Z Yeah, we had to spell it that way. On Twitter, it's at is sports. That's capital I, capital Z, sports with a Z. 
And you can find us there and get the latest updates on all things sports and all things music and all things things. Be sure to click the follow button too. Now let's get back to the program. And welcome back to Sports and Things. And breaking news, everybody. Le'Veon Bell to the Chiefs. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Let you get your collective size in real quick, and then I'll man, oh, man, you know man. when I heard when I heard the news that he got released by the Jets, the first thing I thought of was that scene in Fresh Prince when Will started crying to Uncle Phil because his dad left. Uncle Phil, what you mean? Exactly what I thought of. Yeah, that's funny. All right, so um, what what does this mean for the Chiefs' chances to repeat? Uh, I, I'm curious to get your takes because this I think this. This gets them, puts them in a prime position to repeat with uh, with with Bell behind Mahomes. I mean, they already got a lot oh of over there, um, and I don't think that he he acts out the way he's acted out with previous teams. I think he's going to kind of like Andy Reid's going to kind of like zone him in, and he's going to. I think anytime you have an opportunity that is clear as day to get back to the Super Bowl, you kind of focus in on that and you become a team player. I think you become a team player. You got Mahomes there. You got Hill there. You got a lot of people who are already established as superstars in the league that you kind of want to be around and, and soak that in. So, oh, um, like Antonio Brown. Okay. Yo, okay. shut up. <laughs> Ooh, I got no, no, no. Same thing, right? Did not uh, work for him. Trey. Like you act like a champion. No, 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 no. You act like it, but you got to win one. Uh, Trey. Your thoughts. All right. So with the Le'Veon Bell situation, first of all, I think that that's going to be a nice boost for the Chiefs. Um, but it's going to be opportunity. Trey, you got a new mic? Trey, 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 who's your mic from? Who who did you get the mic from, Trey? It sounds immaculate. Shout out to Ben and Sweetwater Sound. Shout out to Ben and Sweetwater Sound. Thank you for hooking me up. Sweetwater, yeah, shout out. <laughs> so you wait, so you haven't you haven't paid for that mic yet then? I got my job. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't you say any finance pay? Wow. He got a mic for twenty installments of twenty dollars a day. They will hook you up like that. Oh, little sweet one. Uh, you check your credit. You check your credit. And your credit's like five forty. <laughs> like what's this? Hard, what's this hard? What's this hard count on my credit? Snyder. Sweet water. Dan Snyder Trey, bought Trey, me Trey. a new microphone. <laughs> Trey, go ahead, go ahead, Trey. You're- All right, so anyway, um, so Le'Veon, we're going to get to see if he can still play. Um, I think that, you know, kind of nobody's been seeing anything because he's been playing for the Jets. He sat out a whole year with the whole Pittsburgh situation. Um, so one is we're going to get to see if he can still play. Two, um, I have a feeling he can and that he will do good in Kansas City. And, um, you know, the elephant in the room here is we got a diva on our hands with this guy. Or I should say the NFL sports in general, we have a diva on our hands with this guy. Um, But um, (laughs) (laughs) they come from Pittsburgh. But, um, you know, the thing is, is uh, the thing is divas like the spotlight. So... Now that he's on the Super Bowl defending and Super Bowl probably favorite team, he's going to behave a lot better. 
um, now that he's where he wants to be. I mean, he didn't want – in Pittsburgh, he wanted money. He, I don't think he really wanted to leave Pittsburgh. I think he wanted them to pay him. Um, and that's why the holdout went the way it did. Um, and Pittsburgh was like, no, nah, we ain't going for it. So he signs with the Jets. The Jets are trash. I don't know why you signed with them in the first place, but they continue to be the trash. He's, he's like, I can't take this. I can't take this. So he starts the whole diva routine to get out of the Jets, and the Jets caved and gave him exactly what he wanted. You know, the Jets could have played hardball like the Steelers and just sat him, <laughs> let him just sit there. <laughs> and be mad for the rest of the season. That would have been awesome if they did that. But anyway, really would have. Um, but but anyway, they gave they caved and gave him what he wanted. And you know, Kansas City would pick him up nice and easy, cheap. I'm sure he's not going to get paid uh, what he. That's the crazy thing. You don't get paid what you were you know asking for anyway. So he's not going to be getting paid all that money that he he was supposed to be getting anyway uh, with the Jets. But he will likely be competing in a Super Bowl or at least close to it, or maybe even winning one. So um, the Diva wins in this particular situation. I mean, and he signed a one-year deal with the Chiefs, so he's definitely not getting paid when he was with that contract was getting uh, nope. that he got with the Jets. And he's only 28 years old. And so this you know, is also just like a show. This is just my, um, this is my highlight reel. So whoever it wants me next year, that's all it is. Yeah, and it doesn't make yeah. sense to me because you go through what he went through in Pittsburgh to get his payday. He gets his payday from a sorry team, obviously, because a sorry team's desperate for a player, a marquee player. And then I guess he cashed a few of those checks and like, all right, I had enough of this. I can go back to making, you know, whatever I was making before. I just want to win. It's not about I, I don't the know. Money. It's not about the money. He like already said, got the spotlight. Yeah, he already got most of that money. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't know how the was the contract front loaded. So did, is that what he did? Go to New York, get his payday, and then go back to com, you know competitive teams. Yeah, I think he's already gotten about twenty seven million of what was due to him. So there I'm you go. Dead. He went, he went and got what he wanted from New York money, and then now well, he's going back to play football. He got, a, he got, he got some of the money. But the thing that that's interesting about the contract that I'm looking at is that. Even with the with the base salary that he signed with the one year tenure he signed with the Chiefs, the Jets still have to pay him six million dollars this year. Right, exactly. That's right. So he's still going to get paid regardless. The, the Jets are a terrible organization, right? Because they tried to shop him around and trade him for weeks, and nobody would trade with him because they know, man, they're going to have to let this dude go anyway. We're going to get him for free. Uh, yeah, we're going. We don't need to sure. trade nothing. And so the rest of the league just sat there. The Jets could have. Play. I mean, you go ahead to pay him the rest of the season anyway. Man, they should have done what the Steelers did. Kind of reminds me of Albert Hainsworth. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Well, okay. Well, Micah, give us your point because it's going to you anyway. So you have. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I just wanted to mention. Who invited Albert a Cowboys Hainsworth. fan to this podcast? Uh, I think I was invited by Deion Sanders when he was 36 years old and holds the Redskins for money that they just stopped paying him three years ago. Oh, God. <laughs> This wait wait what? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even hear that. Micah, uh, Micah, give give us your point, you yeah. cowboy loving motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Dalton, that's my point. No, my point on this topic, uh, despite the uh, Andy Dalton for president, is that uh, I I pretty much agree with Trado. I I mean I think the the, the storyline is is quick and quick and easy. Lev Bell was uh he was in Pittsburgh. He wanted to get money. 
Um, and Pittsburgh wasn't really fooling with it. So he went to a trash organization to get the bag, got the bag, and now he's on his John Sally vibe. Um, where he's just, you know, I don't, I, now the, the reason I say John Sally is because different from Trey and I, some of the others, uh, chimes that I've heard, I don't think he's going to be a major part of this offense. I mean, I think he'll just contribute a, a little. He'll be a statue. Here and there, you know what I'm saying? But, but they drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire and they really like him a lot. Um, Andy Reid has compared him to Westbrook, um, in his previous, uh, some of the kind of, you know, his heyday offense with, with Philly in terms of how much he wants to use him. And the kid has shown that he's worth using. He does have some issues around the goal line. So I imagine uh, Le'Veon Bell will will get some more of those goal line touches because um, Edward Hilaire seems to not be able to get in the end zone. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be just a, a, a decorative piece, you know, to a guy you toss in every now and then. Uh, to Jay's point, Jay Hill's point, um, you know, audition for audition for next year because he is only 28. So, you know, he'll get in on some plays. Kansas City will make it deep in the playoffs. And next year, he'll probably cash out again, you know, with, with somebody believing that he's still got a lot left, which he might. Um, but as far as his contribution to Kansas City, I, I definitely think he's, he's John Sally. He's like, yo, let me, I'm about to get on this team real quick. Snatch this ring, Get this ring, because mm-hmm. I got five rebounds all season. But it's cool. But wait, wait. If he if he comes in to your point, Mike. If he comes in as the the red zone hot ticket, like the person that punches the ball in, and let's say he gets about five or six touchdowns the rest of the season, is he then worth the money and the headache? Well, to I think a point that you actually made earlier, uh, Dennis. I don't think he's going to be a headache there. Now, I think he is a headache, and he probably will be a headache in his next destination. But I think in this basically half a season that he's going to play with this team, given the situation, given their legitimate status as a contender, and given his, like, he's, he's not the guy. Like, he's, he's a rotational player in this situation. So I don't think he's going to be a headache, and they didn't really spend any money on him. He's getting his money from the Jets. So, um, so yeah, to that point, is he worth is, – is, he might end up – honestly, you said five or six. I wouldn't be surprised if it was nine or ten. I really wouldn't. I mean, because the way the Chiefs move the ball, they're going to be at the goal line. And Edwards Hilaire has struggled at the goal line, so I think his immediate role is going to be first option at the goal line. Um. And, uh, and on an offense that powerful, you might see him with nine or ten touchdowns before the season is over, um, which is exactly what he wants to do, you know what I'm saying, to try to launch himself into another big deal next year. All right, well, we're, we're going to move on because you can't see the text thread that's coming up, but since you have a, a Google phone, but people are ready to uh-huh. go on to the next subject. Uh-huh. <laughs> but good point. I, I do agree with you. I think he'll get a bunch of touchdowns and his, his money will go where he goes. Um Moving on to the next football subject that we, we're staying in football. This is the last one of the of the of the hour. Um, there have been 15 cases of COVID between October 4th and the 10th in the NFL, um, and now the NFL is stressing about moving to a bubble situation in the playoffs. 
So Jay, I want to get your take on the whole, the whole, the big picture. Because I've been saying it since we started this podcast that I don't personally think they're going to make it to the end of the season. You said 12 games initially. So let me get your take on it. With the cases going up with players, seemingly like they're having to move games. They, they had to move a game today. They're going to keep having to move games because players are testing positive and uh, they're shutting down facilities because players are testing positive. So what, what, give me your take on how this, how this plays out in your head. Here's the funny thing. First, we we all have uh, witnessed how well it did in basketball, how well it did in hockey. And we watched baseball, like Trey and, and John kind of alluded, push through it. Um, the NFL doctor, whoever this guy is, whatever his, I don't know what his actual title is but the nfl doctor himself does not believe the fucking bubble would work that right there is <laughs> is 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 just idiotic in itself you've seen all the other major sports do this and it be successful but you yourself believe it won't work in football and i know you, you haven't given your entire uh reasoning behind why you think it won't work i know we know it's a lot it's of moving parts right but yeah. he said but he said he doesn't believe it to be the answer when again we've seen in basketball we've seen in hockey all the other it is the answer now whether you want to attempt it is a different statement that's not what you're saying you're just saying it's not going to work wrong it will work but anyway the belief was the summertime will come and COVID will go away because the heat will kill it well whoa whoa, 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 whoa. wait 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 that wasn't the belief that was Trump's no. belief that was that's, Trump that's what I'm okay that's what okay. I'm getting to sorry sorry, sorry, sorry I'm sorry. getting to Sorry, sorry, I, I jumped the gun. Yeah, you did. Because <laughs> we passed summer and the shit is still here. Now it's winter. We're playing football in the winter, which means it's either going to come back stronger or it's going to stay where it is. Either way, the shit ain't gone. So I think um, you're going to really be forced to, to like take a deep look and see, do you want this money? You need to put everybody together. If you don't want this money, it's going to be stretched until next April. Like we, you have you have your you have your options in front of you. You either keep pushing through it, like you said, and teams don't end up with the same record, which is unfair in a whole nother level. Like we only got to play eight games. Well, you motherfuckers should have been more careful. You know, I mean, that's just the way it, that's just the way it rolls. We got to end on time. But also, this is also um, about now we've seen what Tuesday night football looks like. We already knew what Thursday night football looked like. So they're kind of taking over the TV more basketball is done really there's no other sports every sport kind of is dwindling down but now we're in what's left football football can have every day fuck it that's essentially what they're leaning towards even though they haven't admitted it yet because i'm sure they don't want it to look like a monopoly you know you got football every night of the week now because somebody's always going to be fucking playing because some other game got scheduled reschedule yep. i should say so you know, i mean it's just a matter of the money aspect you know what's interesting about that um the fact that i don't know what the um what the what the ratings look like but i imagine the ratings are pretty sufficient if they're moving these games to the next uh john yeah. let's get your take no. on that real quick. no they're not they're oh. not they're bad oh well, okay not that joint on tuesday 
No, no, no. They're saying how all sports have dropped, have declined. Like the finals had the lowest rating, but, yeah, but yeah, remember yeah, but, that was that was deceptive because NHL had the lowest rating, baseball had the lowest rating. The only thing that had higher ratings was the WNBA and golf. Like, yeah. come on. I mean, we're still early into football to know what the ratings really look like, but ultimately, and that's my point. Yeah. My point is, like, I'm interested to see what those numbers look like. Um, and to make a point before I give it to John, um, with viruses, we all know that, like, once you get an initial outpouring of a virus, you're just seeing the first wave of it. It usually goes into a second and sometimes a third wave. So mm-hmm. we haven't even gotten into that yet. So we don't know what's going to happen. But, John, you take. Uh, I know we got to move on. So I'll make my point quick. Um, cash rules everything around me. Cream. That's what the that's what the owners are saying. That's what the uh, commissioner is saying. That's what the NFL doctors are saying. This is all about money. It's, it's all it's all it's ever been about. They don't want to lose money. The NFL, uh, the NFL, reigns supreme in the United States. It's the number one sport in the United States, um, and they're not going to let something like COVID nineteen derail the season. Right. So no. they would rather keep people. What what I think what I think that the narrative has been uh, from the commissioner to the NFL Players Association on down. It has been look. There's no bubble. You guys, talking to the owners, you guys need to do what you believe is necessary to keep your players and your fans safe. If you don't want to have fans in the in your in your uh, stadium, don't have fans. If you want to, make sure you do it safely. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Just do it safely. If you guys have any sort of positive outbreaks, we're going to have to quarantine them and we're going to have to change the schedule a little bit. But we're not canceling the season. We're going to keep this going. I don't care if somebody dies. We're going to keep this going. And it's a damn shame because they're not taking, uh, they're not taking to light what the NHL and what the NBA has done. I mean, they, they're not looking at Major League Baseball. Um, there are no positive tests in baseball right now because they're basically playing in a bubble. Um, but with what happened with the MLB, you would have thought that they'd learn, their, learn a lesson or something. Um, but they're not going to cancel anything. This is going to go. I, 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 I was kind of on Jay's, um, on the Jay Hill bandwagon uh, when he said that this would only go 12, 12 games. But knowing how I – perceive all of these guys they're going to keep this going yeah uncle jerry uncle jerry ain't having it uncle jerry money money does rule money does rule all and it does it is a deciding factor in major sports for sure uncle jerry's helped build this damn stadium in california i want y'all to see this damn stadium. so ain't nobody go home fair point so let's (laughs) we'll move on to the next subject which is the nba uh, Lakers. I'm gonna turn my head around for this one. I'm gonna turn my head around. Sorry, is that a wizard hat? This is Los Angeles. Washington Wizards. It's a long. It says. This is. It says. You fuck. It says Washington Wizards. John Wall, King of Game Six. Wow. I'm gonna turn my. I'm gonna turn my head around. That's that's disrespectful. Disrespectful. I don't even know why you said it out your mouth. All right. So Lakers win their 17th championship. They tie with the Celtics. 
Um, they first of all, I got we got to commend the Heat for for getting to the finals the way they did and Indeed. for putting up a really good fight against the Lakers. I didn't think they had a shot in hell, and they 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 proved for two games that they would they would give these guys a go. Um, I ain't commending nobody shit. <laughs> a, a few notes before we get into the actual subject. So this is LeBron's fourth title and his fourth MVP. It's also Danny Green's and LeBron have won three championships on three separate teams. Um, LeBron is Heat, Cavs, Lakers. Green is uh, Spurs, Raptors, Lakers. And another note, LeBron is two games away, two triple-doubles away from tying Magic Johnson for the all-time triple-doubles in playoff history. So those are are my little nuggets. Now, we're going to get into something we're going to call the GOAT debate. Because the moment that LeBron won, Twitter, Instagram, your grandma's phone, everybody went crazy about is LeBron now considered to be better than Jordan. Now, no. I want my damn respect. I, I, listen, we're gonna we're gonna go. We're gonna go. Um, I'm out the car. Fuck this shit. I'm Ubering. So, <laughs> a few questions. I, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go around the room. And I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna let you make your point, but you also have to touch on my, my questions because the questions are super simple. Is the debate different now that he's won and he's put up the numbers that he's put up? That's one. And two, if you don't think so, is there anything that LeBron could possibly do to be, can be considered the greatest of all time? Now, be subjective in your in your in your answering because we we want to hit all the points, but I'll start with Micah. You go first. Cool. I try to make it as concise as possible. Uh, first of all, in a general sense, in or out of basketball, I think people who ask for respect don't deserve it. So Ooh. that's just already a thing. If you actually deserve it, you don't need to ask for it. Uh, far as the basketball point goes, do I think LeBron is the GOAT or does the conversation change now? Absolutely not. I don't think he's the GOAT. I don't think him winning his championship changes anything, which also ties into my answer to your second question. Is there anything he can do? No. And my reason is because everything that he's done so far, actually, you know, I should answer this into the conversation first. LeBron James is a phenomenal basketball player. I actually have quite a bit of respect for the level of basketball that he played in the bubble, particularly in the playoffs this year. The dude did ball out. I'm not going to sit up here and fake like that's not the case. However, most of his largest accomplishments, both statistically and his now four championships, were done in such a way where he, like, he, I, I can never count him as the same as the legends before him who developed themselves, developed their games, got better, and did what it took to win championships. Uh, I can never compare him to that when at the end of the day, all he's ever done is join up with at least one of the top five best players in the league at the time to, to go basically like bully the rest of the league. I, I don't, I've never really thought that was cool, but besides whether or not I think it's cool, it, it certainly, because to your point, you want everybody to be subjective. It does not line up with the accomplishments of Jordan or Kobe, Tim Duncan, Larry Bird, Matt Johnson, any of those guys. And before anybody says it, yes, Jordan had Pippen. Yes, Jordan had Dennis Rodman. 
Pippen was drafted by the Bulls, and he was not nearly as great when he was first drafted. Dennis Rodman was acquired by the Bulls, but he was a role player at the time who played his way into being considered a Hall of Fame player. Steve Kerr, same thing. LeBron James was literally out here stealing the face of the franchise from people. Like Dwayne Wade, face of the franchise for the Heat. Chris Bosh, face of the franchise for the Raptors. Even Kyle Korver, who ended up on his bench in Cleveland, was the face of the franchise for the Atlanta Hawks. He has never, to this point, gone through the process of developing and proving himself as a standalone legend. He will always be basically the basketball equivalent of a cup of noodles to me. I like cup of noodles. It tastes really good, but it's not the same as a home cooked meal. You put water in it and you stir it. You know exactly what it's going to taste like every time because it's predetermined. You know, I'm glad I started with you, Micah, because you made some really good points. Um, I, I do... I do have a question though, because, and just really briefly, because you even consider him to have leached on to, uh, I guess, Kyrie at that point when he went back to Cleveland. Is, mm-hmm. is that kind of the same thing? Oh, Kevin Love was also the face of the franchise in Minnesota before Kevin Love was brought to Cleveland as well. So yeah, Kyrie and Kyrie and Kevin Love. Okay. Yeah. Um, good points. John. So I am going to be that guy. Uh-oh. And I'm just going to say that... Um, Yo, mute his mic. Mute his mic before you even say <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, it, I, I want to hear this. We uh, all want to hear this. <laughs> we do. I'm going to be that I'm going to say that uh, I hate when it comes to the greatest of all time, there is no greatest of all time. I think Michael Jordan is one of the most phenomenal and greatest basketball players that we have ever seen. He's my favorite basketball player of all time, but I don't consider him uh, the GOAT. I consider him my GOAT, but not the GOAT. Because trying to compare Michael Jordan and LeBron James, to me, is like trying to compare... um, Tom Brady and Joe Montana. <laughs> Wait, Trey got up and left. I thought he was going to do something else. <laughs> got up and left because of what you said. <laughs> yes, he left. I yeah. think those. I think it's just an unfair comparison because there, there's so many things at stake. Jordan played in an era where a lot of things that were not counted as fouls would be called for 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 LeBron. Um, it was a lot more physical in Jordan's era. Um, I'm not saying that LeBron is soft, but I'm just saying that the era that the, they both played in are completely different. I think LeBron is the most physical player that I've ever seen. Um, he is definitely the best basketball player uh, in the NBA in the past 15 to 20 years. Um, but I think that there's going to be a goat every... 10, 15, 20 years. What? Um, there was Wilt Chamberlain. There was uh, Oscar Robertson. There's Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. I mean, there's so many people that you can put in the category of GOAT. Why do we have to compare both of these guys? And have to? Why do we have to pick one? Why do we automatically have to compare someone who's a great, super great athlete to someone 20 years before them that was a super great athlete. I just think it's an unfair comparison. I think 
And I think that's why LeBron said to give him his damn respect, because I don't think he wants to be compared to Jordan. I think he wants to be his own person. And he really is. There are a lot of things that Jordan did not do that, that LeBron has done and vice versa. So why does he wear his number, John? Because he's inspired he by Jordan. it. That doesn't mean, that doesn't no. mean, that doesn't no, mean. No, because he wants people to forget. He, no, no, no. He wants people to forget the other 23. That's why. Jay, no. don't disappear behind your wall. <laughs> yeah. Disappear behind your wall. Hey, he wants people to forget it. I'm telling you. That's, that's, why not, what that's, that's not what he said. That's not what he said. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, LeBron. Le, why would LeBron say, I want y'all to forget Jordan? He's not going to. He's not going to. He's not going to come out. He's never going to come out and say that. That's why. He's, not, that's think, he's not thinking that. Okay. No, nah, he's not thinking that. Somebody. What, if, somebody, what, if, what does he mean be, when he says that, put, be, that he wants his respect? That would be like me. Right. That would be like me saying. Um, uh, I like to uh, I like to have uh, just a mustache when I play drums because I want everybody to forget Dennis Chambers. Like, why would I forget the guy who inspired me <laughs> for my entire career? Why would I Why would I want him to go away? Uh, Even if I don't say uh, it, because you surpassed like, I, him in your mind. Because in your mind, you've surpassed him. No. Nah, 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 nah. I think it's a different narrative. On, on, on the barbershop, LeBron did say that when he won um, the last championship that he felt like he was the GOAT. He did say that. He said it. Like, that, that was, that he did it's say it. It's been said, factually. However, I, I do. Uh-oh. Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did you say you're crying? Where's the number? Uh, yeah, right, you right, you're writing that down. Oh, I'm I'm getting duck hard. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. I don't I don't want I, I think that John is right. I don't think he wears the number 23 for people to forget that Jordan was number 23. That's ridiculous, Jay. I didn't I didn't agree with that, by the way. Okay. I okay. brought up the question about the 23. Just I, because I brought up the question, I wanted to make sure I disassociated myself. <laughs> please, please. Disassociate yourself <laughs> from that nigga. Because that nigga's crazy. I, I, I did not say I did not agree with the statement that but let me let me let me just wrap up. Let me, clear. Let me just wrap up what I was gonna say. Or... Let me just let me just wrap up my, my my uh my opinion here is that um people are gonna consider LeBron the GOAT because they are seeing him, um, they've seen his career. And a lot of them are people who are 30 and under, or maybe just over 30 and under. We're talking about people like Trey and I and Dennis, that's the timer going off, meaning we gotta move on. Um, People like Trey and I, all the old people, we've seen Michael Jordan's, uh, most of his career. So the impact that he's had on our lives to us, makes him the GOAT, in our opinion. Even though we see LeBron in his entire career, he to us, he doesn't match up to LeBron because of the impact that Michael Jordan had on us as kids. The impact that, that LeBron has on the younger generation right now, all the millennials, is like the impact Michael Jordan had on us when we were young. So they consider LeBron to be the GOAT, while we consider Jordan to be the GOAT, and that's why there's this fighting back and forth. But, 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 but why again, are they standing and I will line, say, why, why are they lining up on Saturday mornings to buy Jordans instead of LeBrons? That's People buy LeBrons? They're not standing in line like they buy Jays. Because we're talking about, well, but we're, we're talking that, about reissuing we're, we're shoes. That's about, different. That's a reissue. That's, that's yeah, totally different. That's, that's LeBron's still thing. playing. Jordan's not playing. We're not. We, we, go lead yeah, the room again, nigga. Like, go buy. Go lead the room. Anyway, that was the finish my point. 
That's all right. Point. So wait, Jamie. Wait, John. Point. Wait, wait, real quick, because it, it it will take two seconds. John, you've seen both. To your point, to the point of your opinion, you are old enough to have seen both careers. You, real quick, one word, which one? Jordan. Thank you. All right. Uh, okay, I know we I know we're in a time crunch, but Fuck I need time. to get. I need to get Jay and I need to get Trey's opinion and I need to wrap up. So let's let's do this. Uh, can we extend this session by? <laughs> What's the question? This is going to be quick. What's the question? No, it's the same. It's the same thing. I, I but I need you guys to be really quick and sharp with your answers because we need to oh, move on. No problem. All right, this is easy. Trey, Trey, you go since you left out the room first. Um, the answer is no, never. Okay, go ahead, Jay Hill. I respect it one one million percent All right, so first I'm going to talk about what Micah brought up Um, And all of this is going to Probably make it sound Like LeBron is the GOAT Which I'm going to Emphatically deny You're talking too much about You're talking about Just talk, nigga (laughs) LeBron LeBron Went to a team and developed it it took him a year, maybe a year and a half to do that, to bring a championship to that team. So, yeah, I can't be mad at him because of the age we are in of free agency, and that's how the fucking league works. The league was not transferring players the way they are now So when Jordan was playing. So that's the first point. LeBron is just benefiting from a different monetary time. That's, that's the best way to really break it down as far as how he's able to do what he's able to do. Now, um, even with that, um, I, had a, I had a statement I heard from a broadcaster that basically the only way LeBron can pass MJ is if he erases six losses. So it's impossible. He will never be the GOAT. He lost skip? six that's times. Not like, that's not some shit skip with nah, it was Stephen A. actually. And I didn't oh, want to wow. say his name because I didn't really want to agree with him. But anyway, but he's right. He did say that. He's right. He's like four and six is not better, not better than six and zero, oh, ever. So even if you get to six, that's why you can't compare Joe Montana and, and Tom Brady. You're five hundred yeah. in the finals. How does that make you a goat? Just because you went twelve times, you're five hundred. So you could not win on the biggest stage when you had the chance six times. That doesn't. That doesn't sound right that doesn't sound right bill russell is really not um not touted as the goat because i guess that generation just doesn't really care what's going on today like yeah y'all 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 youngins exactly exactly. that nigga got 11 he got 11 11 fucking titles wait he got 11 titles but you only saw like uh, like 0.5 of them on actual television, so they don't yeah, count. They on TV. There's no, there's no so footage. Nobody, of them. nobody knows he won. Yo, and because the rest of the league was six the two. Game. Hey, whatever the catch may be, LeBron is two fifty. Either y'all bulk up and and stop him or stop fucking crying. Jordan, shut me down or shut the fuck up. Like it's the same thing. Like so, I, I don't think anyone will ever beat Jordan as far as the goat, only because the motherfucker's undefeated when it counted. This dude is not. Yeah, you 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 got it. See, he's in, he's in the age of the participation trophy. That's why they're giving him this fucking goat title. Well, he wait, made wait, it Jay, to the wait, finals. Jay, he Jay, made it up. though. Jay, that was hard. Here's 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 a, here's a, here's a, here's a quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
God. Why are you so <laughs> mad, yo? First, why are you so mad? <laughs> Secondly, wait, wait. Jordan played. How, Jordan played how many years in the league? Eleven relevant ones. Yeah, yeah. Seventeen. Eleven relevant years. Eleven relevant years. You can't. You can't. You cannot count the year he came back from the layoff, and you can't count the time with the Wizards. Because he came back in the middle of the season. Listen, listen, listen. All right, okay. Give me the relevant. Micah says eleven relevant years, right? So out of eleven relevant years, he's won six championships. Mm -hmm. This is just this is just me playing devil's advocate because I see your horns. Go ahead. That. He 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 was in the league. He was playing, mm-hmm. and he didn't make it five times mm-hmm. to the finals, right? Okay. Okay. So, mm-hmm. why is that so much different if he didn't even make it to the finals? Like if LeBron ooh, made ooh, it, ooh. if LeBron made it consecutively ten years, and but that's lost. why I don't think it's comparable. I just that's why I don't think it's comparable. Because because like, once Jordan got good enough to make it, he never lost again. That's why. Bingo. That's the difference. Bingo. But but it, wait, it wait, took wait, Jordan time wait, to wait. get there. Once he got yeah. there, he sustained his greatness. It's over. Yeah, but at that point, we're talking about an all-star Pippen, too. Correct? Pippen was drafted by that team. He was not recruited by LeBron. I get, I get that. I get that. But I'm saying, but at Who's that point, we're talking one all-star, all-star Pippen. Yes. What does right? that mean? But what does that mean? Who's then ever won means, with only means, one all-star on the team? No, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying it's not. It, you don't let him, need let him help. finish his line. Let him finish his line. Go ahead. Then. I'm not saying you don't need help. I'm just saying, like, we're talking about LeBron leaving teams after he's won. He's leaving teams. He's he's actually he's building teams. Like Cal, um, Calvin Coward said, LeBron is the what does he say? He says he's the um, where's the quote? The greatest GM of all time. Why don't you? Yep. Give he's him the that. greatest foundational player of all GM. time in sports. He's yeah. the greatest. General so manager. Basically, no, what he's saying, what he's saying is, you can put him on any team, and that team's the team changes the moment he gets there. Like the the attitude of that team changes. They become a winning. They, it's it's almost proven. If you put LeBron past his first seven years on any team, they are going to the playoffs. They're going really deep in the playoffs, and they might even make the finals. And the argument is. They've made the final because he's made the finals ten years straight. No, that argument that argument dissipates when you consider that he has never made that move that you described by himself. So when LeBron shows up with all of his top five player in the league homies, yes, they take over shit. I I get that, I get that, but at the same point, he's the pinnacle piece that you need. Like you can have all those players. See, the question will always be: Which LeBron team was better? Was it LeBron Wade? Was it LeBron Kyrie? Was it which essentially takes you from the goat argument again? Which which tandem was better? Like, nah, which tandem was better? Jordan Pippen. There you go. Here's the here's the other argument: Is that why why didn't Jordan, um, when he lost to the Pistons in the conference championship, why didn't he go to Portland to join uh, uh, Clyde Clyde Drexler. Drexler? Yeah. He called why, didn't he, why didn't Clark why didn't he join us? Why didn't he <laughs> join us the team? Or why don't why we bring Kevin okay, Durant into okay, the team. conversation and but say wait, why wait, didn't no, he no, join no. the Pistons? That that way to my to, to to this argument, there 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 isn't any similar moves between the two players that you can compare them to, which is why this is not a comparable argument. He's in my in my opinion, in my opinion, Jordan is to me he's the greatest, but. Both of these players have done so many different things in their careers. It's comparing apples and oranges. So 
just because LeBron has had this arrogance about him because he was the greatest thing since sliced bread to come out of high school into the NBA since Kobe Bryant. And for him to have this arrogance in the NBA saying that he's the greatest player that we will ever see. And he hasn't proven us wrong 17 years later, but at that time, it was his arrogance at the beginning, Dwayne Haskins, that we didn't like. We didn't like a, a 19-year-old kid coming into the league saying that he could beat anybody. And then he goes to the playoffs and loses and then goes to a finals and he loses. And it's not until he leaves said team to join a quote-unquote super team that he finally wins after he loses one, but he finally wins two. And now people are... are are saying that he's the GOAT because he actually went back to Cleveland and he won a championship without any Superman on his team. That was very admirable. admirable. Kyrie was there. Kyrie was there. Kyrie led the league in scoring the year before that. Kevin Love led the league in rebounds the year before that. Yeah, but the Cleveland Cavaliers sucked. They didn't even make the playoffs. They needed the LeBron. The Cleveland Cavaliers that didn't make the playoffs weren't the people that, that took the court the next year. They never are when LeBron comes to the team. That's what I'm saying. So my, 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 my argument about that is it's these points that everybody wants to make are not comparable. Like, it's there's so many facets to this. It has to do with the generational thing. It has to do with the era. And it has to do with the type of player each player was people say people say LeBron was a complete NBA player and Jordan wasn't people say that Jordan um, matched up against the the toughest defenders in all of NBA history to win six NBA finals uh, uh, MVP awards and LeBron didn't so so it's like you know what pick pick your battles pick pick whoever whoever you choose I'm sorry Trey I completely talked over your time you know I I think we have to wrap this up oh, soon. Trey, but I you already said. Trey, no. Trey, Trey said two My words. Boy, Trey, 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 he Trey said no. Oh, that's right. He said, no. he said his thing. Yeah. No, no. But look, listen, I, I know we have to wrap this up, but I think we, I think this is a really good conversation. I think we should probably do a part two of this because it, 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 it doesn't lend itself well to have a 10 minute segment or at this point, probably a 15 minute segment about yeah, 20. this debate, 20 minute segment about this debate. But I will end it with this, and we'll we'll figure out how to come back to this subject sometime later on in another episode. Or maybe it should never be discussed again. Hey, you maybe shut should... your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it should never be discussed again. I I, I I'm a, I, about. I'm in I'm in agreement with John. I think that the goat debate is a really silly one because you're trying to compare apples to oranges. I agree with that. It's I, more like you're trying to compare the goat to LeBron. That's why it's silly. Yo, yo, Trey, <laughs> shut up before I mute you, bro. Yeah. Chill. I like it. Chill, bro. Like, I, I think that she, if there's a Mount Rushmore of the greatest of all time, LeBron deserves to be on there. Michael sure. deserves to be on, on there. On the back, but the different, Mike. Yo, shut up, nigga. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, the, the the reason why, and I, I say this to Micah, uh, a couple days ago, it's 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 really simple when you really when you really break it down. And I'll use influence. Michael did Space Jam one. LeBron's doing Space Jam two. You don't get Space Jam two without Michael doing Space Jam one. Not world. His global influence is or was and still is the reason why most people pick up a basketball. I want to be like Mike was a global phenomenon. 
That was Gatorade's. That was their number one thing. I want to yeah. be like Mike. Everybody want, even if you didn't like Mike, you wanted yeah. to play like Mike. You wanted to dominate like Mike. You wanted to have the mental yeah. toughness to go on the court and take over and dominate a game. You wanted to be the person that they gave the ball to, that they ran the play to with the last five seconds on the court. You know, there so, is no there is no promotion where there's no commercial that comes out and everybody, somebody's saying like LeBron, there just doesn't it doesn't happen. He doesn't because LeBron have that passes. Instinct. He's a pass, he's a exactly. He doesn't have that. Which is listen, listen, I'm not in disagreement. I'm just saying this yeah. is why the, the GOAT debate should end because Michael's influence as a basketball sensation. Michael Jordan was the Michael Jackson. Jackson, I knew it. Yep. He couldn't yep. go anywhere. Yep. He couldn't go anywhere yep. in the world. Remember that um, that commercial yeah. they did? <laughs> he built the whole company. Michael? Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan from McDonald's yeah, or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the they music video or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was Jam. Jam, yeah, yeah. Yep. But jam. Like, think, about, think about that for a second. We all watched The Last Dance. When they show Michael going from the bus to his hotel room, the amount of people that were standing outside just to see him. Yeah, but LeBron got that too. I mean, but it's different now because we're we're talking about where it started. It started there. The buck starts with Michael Jordan. Sure, Like he changed the way. And we're talking, even if you go into the playing styles, Michael was graceful. Like LeBron's brute. He's 256, 869. He's a brute. He'll knock you down. He'll beat you up. Michael didn't get into that point until he got into his 30s where he would back you down and post you up. But a lot of the Air Jordan that became the mystique or the, like the thing that drove the phenomenon that was Michael Jordan was the fact that he was so graceful when he went up in the air. He could do stuff that nobody else was doing at the time. So I think the, the, the buck stops there. If you have to use the GOAT as a thing, Michael Jordan is the GOAT because he changed the way that the world saw the game, period. It, he, he made it global. And that's the difference. Sure. Like everybody else that comes in is riding the coattails of what this man did while he was in the league and why he was dominant. And I think that's 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 where it ends. We can we can pick this up on another subject or another another episode. We have to take a break because we have to come back and do a real short segment of end things. So when we come back, we'll get into the entertainment part. We'll be back. Got a hot take for the sports and things team? Or just want to hear us debate your subject? Well, send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter. Now, back to this week's episode. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We're going to get into the entertainment portion of this show. And I'm going to give it to Jay Hill because he, he has a subject that we're going to we're going to talk about. All right. So um, there's this guy, uh, Sean Foyt. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Billy Hoyle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you, you saying meow? Like, yeah, meow. Um, <laughs> health officials in Nashville, Tennessee, are investigating an outdoor religious concert that took place without permits. Now, this dude's argument, this is kind of why I wanted y'all to discuss this. This dude's argument is it's a protest and not a concert. Mm. How the fuck does that fly in any other argument? Like, we can put all these people together, play music. No, 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 no. It's a protest. We, we're allowed to do this because we're protesting. 
Like there's no need for anything. That's how you skate around permits. That's how you skate around. I mean, let alone the whole COVID factor not not being in play here. That's a whole nother stupid, I mean, not pardon me, not stupid. That's your religious belief, beliefs at play. Um, that that's, you know, you're you're exempt from this because of your religious beliefs, which is questionable but how were you able to do this in multiple cities just organize like are you doing literally just pop-up concerts like how do you, how does that work all right well, okay i got questions first Go question is um were there stages um i really don't know in about photo, every, the, every like there's city a stage. it looks like yes. they're on this no yes. on the photo it looks like they're on steps on the photo, it looks like they're on like maybe the Capitol steps okay, or something, yeah. like a monument steps. Exactly. So they basically um, took over some park. Let's just set up and have a concert. Let's go to Rock Creek Park and set up a show. No, no, no. This is a protest. This is a protest. Amphitheaterish. <laughs> okay, but where's their power? What did, did they take? What did they get power yes, from? Absolutely. All right. There's so any stuff up here. Any event that you. Uh oh. Downtown area or anything like that. You permit. Is it coming back? Yeah, go ahead. You're back. Rewind. Rewind. Any event that you throw, any any protest that uses city power or anything like that, you need a permit for. So what if they didn't use city power? What if they have trucks? Or generators. Yeah, what if you just bought they rolling around with semis and we just dropped the, you know, we opened the semi, all the 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 speakers, the wall of speakers, we good to go. Even to your point, to do a protest, you need a permit. Okay. okay. So that uh, that's I, the end of it. I mean, you could still you could still have a concert anywhere without a permit. You can just show up. You could you could promote it for weeks, and then just show up. You like like Jay said, you could show up at Rock Creek Park or 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 wherever and just set up shop. Well, let, but this nobody's guy, shutting let, let him down. No, no, nobody's but, shutting but him down. You, That's wait, the, the point. But here's the my thing. point is, you here's can't do thing. that because the city, the state police, or the, the park police will come to Rock Creek. They park did not. Well, According they, to the I article, think, they did not. He was upset that. that they didn't. Like he was oh, upset he that to they didn't. No, no, he was upset. No, I'm sorry. The police were upset that he didn't obtain a permit. So shut the shit down. I mean, this was Nashville too, right? Yeah. Where else did he do it? Let me give you some let me give you some background on this guy, because yeah. I think it would help to understand. Um, first of all, this guy, this is not the first time that he's he's attempted this or has done this where he's had these concerts. Um, he is a, a uh, worship leader mm-hmm. for uh, Bethel Church in, I think, Northern California somewhere. Mm-hmm. He's also a musician. He's released like almost two dozen albums. Two um, dozen? Yeah. He's got mm-hmm. almost two dozen albums, but it. he also ran for uh, California's uh, yep. congressional district it, where he else. came in third. He only got 14 percent of the votes. Mm-hmm. He's a huge Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, he met he got to meet Trump at the White House. And I think they there's there's some rumor that went around where they said that um, he was to blame because in a photo op, he reached over and tried to touch like the hem of his garment and that in turn uh, <laughs> that that in what? turn uh trump's garment the whole yeah then that and that started a garment that, you mean that, is hairpiece uh, <laughs> and that that resulted in the uh impeachment process so a lot of people 
like to tell this guy, Foyt, that doing what he did is what brought in all this bad luck for Trump. Anyway, all that to say, this guy is a a right. Right. This guy's a right wing. Um, I, I will say this, though. He did believe that there was injustice uh, when George Floyd died. And he was in, in Minneapolis, I think, a couple of weeks after he died and was part of some peaceful protest. However, he is not very supportive in the Black Lives Matter movement. He thinks it's a little bit too radical. He thinks that they're not doing what they are set out to do. So this guy has a this guy has an agenda. Right. And I think what his That's agenda it. is is that he is an untrained first of all, I think he's an untrained worship leader. I think this is a guy who is biting off more than he can chew. And he thinks that because he's had these quote unquote powers of uh-huh. being a worship leader and being in politics, mm-hmm. that that gives him the power to do what he has been attempting to do, i.e. these unmasked um, uh, anti-social yeah. distancing events where he feels like they're not concerts, they're peaceful protests. Right. And you and guys, he doesn't are just, you need guys a are permit coming to down do a Christians. peaceful protest. You guys and are just now you're coming down on, on Christians, which happens to be the arsenal in a lot of people who are Trump supporters right now as they try to throw the Christianity thing around. I so this guy's this guy's got a lot of he's got a lot of hidden um, agendas. Hidden agendas yeah. and very unconfirmed. Uh, it's got a, like a, an unconfirmed background. Like I don't know what his worship leader status stands like, for. What's he's his nomination? Robert says Christian. But what is what is he? What, what denomination? Like is he Baptist or what is he? What is he? Doesn't say. It doesn't say. If his title is worship leader, is likely non-denominational. That was going. It's probably. Well, yeah, I don't know. They have church at five o'clock. Or Roberts University, I think, is a. I think that's a Christian university, isn't it? Oral Roberts. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. They're in. They're in, They're like in. They're in Oklahoma. So, yeah. I mean, so that's that's a little bit of background on him. I, I think he's just basically a, a guy who opportunist uh, is taking powers. Sounds like opportunist. It. Yep, taking yeah. powers into his own hand, biting off more than he can chew, and he's using the 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 Trump campaign um, to sort of be his saving grace. To so, be very privileged, like he, a privileged white like man using, in the United he's States. Using, it's not like he's using Trump and the church at this point, you right, know, which so, is yeah, not so uncommon. Sure. So, can sure. I talk a little bit about the um, the thing that 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 uh, John brought up about the uh, uh, the just the protest part of it? So, there's a uh, narrative that the government is interfering with church and 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 and. Um, uh, infringing on freedom of religion by creating these. Now, this is the the thinking of this narrative: creating these mandates of people not getting together to prevent people from being able to come together and worship. So you you're so the government is trying to stop people from being able to execute and being able to live out their Christian faith. And, and then, that's what and, he's fighting. That's, a, right. that's his argument. And so. You know, as a Christian, as a person who considers myself Christian, um, you know, I, I don't believe that the government is inherently Christian and that they really do, uh, you know, a whole lot to help Christian people or anything like that. But what I will say is that this is this this ties into the whole opportunist conversation because it's it's clear that these mandates about COVID had to do with 
a uh, pandemic. I mean, I, no one. I mean, there was no nothing that 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 indicates that a church or a particular religion or a particular anybody was targeted by this. This was applied to everybody equally and evenly. Right. It was just everybody stay in the house so you don't spread this thing. So to to spin it to really get your followers riled up and say because anytime you tell a group of people they're against us, then everybody can rally together. And, you know, you get people riled up, you know, they're sure. trying to stop us from doing what we're doing, you know, so you create this narrative to get people energized. And so um, basically you're, you're trying to lead a movement of faith that's based on a lie. So yeah. um, I think that's terrible, you know, I mean, because you're, you're, you know, you're leading people astray, honestly. I mean, you're, you're saying, because, okay, yes, the go- American government isn't the, the you know, I'm not saying they're, they're the best saints or one most wonderful people ever, but this particular thing about COVID had nothing to do with trying to attack the Christian church. It just, that's just completely bogus. Yeah, I think we're bogus. all, I think we're all in agreement on, on that. It's, it's, it, the, the, this guy's kind of weird in that, you know, he's, he's doing things that he feels are within his white privilege, but he's also trying to fight for some sort of social injustice. I mean, he's, he, he clearly, he was quoted in saying, you know, we, we just feel that this call uh, to really target cities that are under extreme turmoil being Minneapolis uh, in despair and brokenness is a Jesus movement for him, which is funny because his church did not financially support him when he went to Minneapolis to, uh, have these peaceful protests. So, um, so John, let me ask you this then. So, if um, we were to, if, if we were to come up with a theory that his uh, motivation was his own benefit, his own pockets, would that clarify this and kind of make it simpler? Because each thing that he jumped on was just an was a potential opportunity for attention. Yep. Whether it's true, the, I mean the the thing we just talked about with the 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 anti governments against the church, or oh, jump on Black Lives Matter with George Floyd, or or whatever. I mean, it's a very yeah, it's a very good point. I, I'm just I'm just confused because, you know, on one hand, you know, he wants he, he's such he's a he's a Trump supporter, and feels that he doesn't need to follow the rules to keep people, thousands of people safe. Right. Um, who knows how many people, who knows that the, that the rise that we're, we're in the middle of right now, COVID has to do with the, res, is a result of his concerts. But at the same time, mm. he's calling for uh, social injustice. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't specifically call out blacks. And he doesn't specifically say that cops are the re- are the are the ones murdering black people, but he does speak about injustice in these cities and says that there needs to be help there. So it's really confusing to me, and it, to me it, that's that to me just screams a person who's conflicted, striving for attention. Yeah. So guys, yeah. real, 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 and I'll try to keep it quick because I know it's supposed to be quick. Uh, just to play devil's advocate here, though. Um, and I, I don't necessarily agree with this dude, but I just I want somebody to answer this question. What, considering that this gentleman, John has pointed out that he does have a history of at least referencing social justice. Um, what makes uh, outside of 
your personal disagreement with his cause? What makes his call to gather people at the risk of um, continuing to, con you know, contaminate, mass contaminate and all of that? What makes him different than Al Sharpton or Tiffany Mallory or any of the other people who have specifically organized mass gatherings and protests, uh, even with permits or without permits when George Floyd was first, you know, when, that, when all that information first came out? What makes him, one what word. Makes him different despite... One, okay, go ahead. One word. One word. Trump. He's a supporter uh, of a white supremacist. White supremacist. But, that, but that's but that that has that's more still based on your opinion of whether or not you agree with his cause. I'm saying uh, delete that and tell me really what's yeah, somebody no COVID from a health standpoint. Is no that difference. basically what you? So what we have done? I'm saying we have accused this this gentleman of being selfish, of just being an attention seeker, of being irresponsible. All of these things based on essentially his call to bring people together you know social distancing be damned in a time when that's not really what we're supposed to be doing so i'm saying outside of our obvious disagreement with his position and his cause what actually makes what he's doing any different such that we have the right to have that opinion about it nothing at all my uh, my my logic not logic but my angle of it is nobody's going in and trying to break this shit up they're trying to break up the protest. They're trying to break up Al, Al Sharpton's protest. They're trying to break up, you know. Uh, they didn't break. Um, they didn't. You know, no, they, no, no. They, they did not break up a lot of those protests. No, but what I'm saying is there's always an attempt is what I'm saying. There's always a, an underlying. I mean, yes, you don't know how it, if it could go left quick. You don't know. Like, oh, these dudes are just. Yeah, doing yeah they didn't music. attempt. They didn't attempt dudes, to go they're, they're doing Christian music. until after it was done. How can it I was, get out of here? So just Christian. Is it, is it, wait, I got a question. I had a is permit. It, is it about the attempt versus the investigation? Because an investigation means you're looking into it. Attempt means you went in and tried to stop it. That's what that's what Jay's saying. Right. Is that nobody they they knew how do you not how do you not see he thousands knew what he was of people doing gathering was with no masks? He knew what he was doing was wrong. Here's the thing. He, 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 yeah, right. Al's permit from the government doesn't change the fact that people were gathering with no masks. It just means that it was said that it was okay by the government. So but ultimately, literally the same hosting, thing happened. He was hosting protests with people with no mask? Just a, a couple weeks ago. The, Wait, uh, the, the no joint, mask part, though. When everybody was on the mall. I'm saying no mask, though. Everybody, half the people standing up on that joint didn't have masks on. And people all throughout the mall... And and round Black Lives Matter Plaza did not have masks on. I didn't hear about that. People and, and when George when when the George Floyd protests were happening, I'm saying you can go back and, and just check YouTube. Look at anybody's speech. You can see people all piled up on top of each other around the microphone. Not all of them have on masks. Beyond that, you can go look at pictures of the initial protests that happened literally around the entire country behind the George Floyd trial and all of that kind of stuff, or even currently when people in Louisville went off about the Breonna Taylor verdict, these people do not all have on masks and they're well, all here's what I, protesting I, I and gathering any, a mask. I think, I think anybody, despite what you're fighting for, first of all, I'm not an Al Sharpton fan, but anyone, despite what you're fighting for, when you are putting thousands of lives at risk, at, at risk by not having a mask event or just having an event 
with that, that many people, in my opinion, you're you're on my shit list. I don't you're care asking, if you're Obama. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you're Biden. You're putting thousands of people at risk, no matter what you're fighting for. So that there really isn't that much of a difference between Sean Foyt and Al Sharpton having these events. We um, all know Al Sharpton for what the, as well. He's definitely an opportunist and definitely strives for attention. Absolutely. Right. So to answer your question, Micah, I don't think there really is a difference. You know, in America is in the predicament that we're in as America because people aren't adhering to the, the, the rules and regulations when you're gathering or you're going outside your house. The numbers are going up. We are mm-hmm. over 50,000 a week yeah. because of people it's, not paying it's attention about to, get worse. to the rules that the CDC have set in place for people to go out when yeah. they actually go out. Social distancing, wearing your mask are super crucial mm. to not being a part of any super spreader event. Regardless if it's a protest, peaceful or not, you shouldn't be outside without a mask on. You shouldn't be within six feet of somebody without a mask on because that's how this, this virus spreads. Oh, you yeah. Know? I, so I we, agree completely. I just, I guess I just wanted to both for us and for audience members, for whoever checks this out, I wanted to kind of take an objectivity check there for the moment because it seemed like, and again, I'm not talking about the dude's cause or anything, whatever. But it seemed like we were kind of piling on him for being irresponsible and attention seeker and all of that kind of stuff for doing the exact same thing that other people have been supported uh, for doing. In well, they should fall into that category as well. They should yeah, fall, I, I, fall I think, into that category. Yeah, John said it. John said it. He said John, it elo- yeah. eloquently. At the end of it, if you are doing these events where you are potentially being a spreader of a virus that is killing thousands of people around the world mm-hmm. daily – you suck, yeah. period. Yep. And you shouldn't sure. be doing it. And that right. should be the end of it. Nah, Joe, next up. Moving on. We're going <laughs> to get to a, a more light, lighthearted subject, uh, the Artist of the Week. And we're going to uh, go around the room and tell everybody what we've been listening to. Yeah. Check out. Uh, let's start with um, Trey. All right. So for my Artist of the Week. Um, He's going to say myself because my mic is immaculate. So <laughs> Dan Snyder bought me a microphone. If I was LeBron, then I would say myself and give me my respect. um, What in the world is wrong with you? (laughs) Sorry, that conversation was okay. That conversation's over. So, anyway, um, I like to highlight a DMV uh, guy. Um, You better not say Wes Felton. I'm joking. Damn. That's my man. It's his birthday, right? Today's his birthday. I was just joking. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, though. That's true. It is his birthday. Happy birthday, Wes. Um, yeah, happy birthday, Wes. But uh, um, the homeboy, uh, Braxton Cook, alto sax player. Um, hey. He uh, played with uh, or plays and played, has played, does play with Christian Scott. Um, but he's an artist in his own right. He's got some good albums. Um, he's got an album out this year called Fire Sign. And one of my favorites of his is the 2017 album, Somewhere in Between. Um, definitely check that cat out. Uh, he and I studied with the same cat here it just i think he he might have got a little bit better of the uh <laughs> lessons <laughs> he got the better <laughs> lessons than i did you pay you me out all right you're gonna learn this you said you said he plays he plays sax right yeah, yeah. Because we know we know your sax got bricks in it. Because you know you sold yeah. your sax. Oh, you well, five, so ain't nothing in that case. <laughs> yeah, I got a so, funny story about yeah. Braxton too. 
Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure you, you all probably all know him anyway. So, but yeah. Yeah, Braxton was uh I met Braxton when he was a freshman at Georgetown University. And he was killing then as he is right now. And if y'all know Georgetown University, you know they're not known for their music department or their jazz department. But yeah, anyway, man, my them. um my no, my best <laughs> friend uh Aaron Broadus was the jazz director there. He was the director of jazz studies there. Not jazz studies, he was the director of the jazz band there. And um, after the first week of rehearsals, um, he pulls Braxton aside. He's like, Braxton, can you come to my office for a second? He's like, yeah, what's up? He's like, what the fuck are you doing here at Georgetown? <laughs> <laughs> and the hey. next year, and the next year, he transferred to uh, uh, fucking, what was it, NYU? Where'd he go? Somewhere in New York? He didn't go to Berkeley. Where did he go? Been up there yeah. somewhere. I don't yeah. know. Hey, look, Eastman he or Julia. He went to Julia. I think at one point he was trying to decide whether he was going to go to music track or do something else too. So I your think man, he went your to man, Julia. Your man brought him in the room. He was like, "Get out." Too bad we can't stay, yeah. baby. Too bad we can't stay, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, check out. Check out. What was the name of the record? Dan Snyder. Wow. wow. Somewhere in between and uh, wow. Fire Sign. Make sure you check out that brother's records. Uh, since Micah wants to talk about Dan, we'll let Micah go next with his artist of the week. Uh, man, my artist of the week is, uh, since we mentioned it, homies, good friend of mine. His name is Duran Bernard. Um, he is uh, one of the one of these first people, actually, to really kind of blow up on YouTube, just making videos, singing covers. Uh, he started doing that maybe about 10 years ago. And was actually discovered by his uh, future and current employer, Erica Badu, uh, via his uh, his videos on YouTube. He became her background singer for, I believe, the last seven or eight years or so. And he spent the last couple of years working on an album of his own. It came out a couple of weeks ago. It is called Durand, that's D-U-R, and the and symbol, the like little squiggly one. It looks like an eight. Ampersand. Ampersand. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you guys because I didn't know what it was called. <laughs> but um yeah, it's called Duran and it's it's dope and he's dope. He's he's uh he's hilarious, he's unique, he's talented. And uh yeah, man, shout out to shout out to the homies. Y'all check him out. Duran Bernard. He does he does show how? I'm sorry, huh? what? What was that? Yeah, he does he does huh? he skates, he wears skates and he does shows. Like he he, he wears he wears yeah, he wears skates at his one show. Stage. I think I think uh once a month he gathers people in parks across the country and uh protests oh, wow. nothing while he sings his songs for them. No, that doesn't happen. He's a Damn. great guy. <laughs> uh sorry. It's all good. Uh Jay Jay Hill. Um so I'm checking out this week, Big Sean, Detroit 2. Nice. That nice, shit man. is nice. Uh, I would definitely encourage everyone to, you know, just give it probably three spins. First one should get you, but second one, you're probably going to listen more. He actually has, like, some very good production. Um, I think Hit Boy did not a not – most of it, but he did some stuff on there too. So, Hit Boy is definitely um, Hit Boy uh, putting is his stamp man, on some yo. shit. <laughs> yeah, so, shout out to Hit Boy. Yeah. Man. So, but uh, yeah, Detroit too. Big Sean. Okay. Yeah, I heard a uh, rumor there. that's supposed to be his last one with Kanye or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah, Kanye's cool. leaving the planet after this year, so yeah. <laughs> no more records. Thank from God. Him. <laughs> uh, uh, John. 
Okay, my artist of the week is Bruce Hornsby, a Richmond native, now residing in Williamsburg, Virginia. Um, Bruce Hornsby is uh, a phenomenal producer and an artist in his own right. Uh, a lot of us know him as uh, the guy who Tupac sampled uh, for uh, That's the Way It Is, mm-hmm. which came out in the mid 80s and Mandolin Rain. But he also wrote great songs for Don Henley, like End of the Innocence. Um, he also wrote for Shaka Khan. And um, he has a phenomenal new album out. It just came out. Um, I think it came out a week ago. It's called uh, Non-Secure Connection. But my favorite album by Bruce Hornsby is Harbor Lights. Um, and it features Bradford Marsalis and Pat Metheny. And it is phenomenally, phenomenally written. It sounds like a fusion pop record. It's, it's fantastic. Um, and uh, an interesting fact about Bruce, Bruce is a huge basketball fan. And I've actually, I'm trying to reach out to his manager to see if we can get him on the show. Because um, he loves basketball. He's, he's, he's best friends with Spike Lee. Um, he, he's, he's an avid watcher of the, of, of the NBA plus uh, NCAA games because his son plays. Can't remember what team, what uh, college he goes to, but his son plays basketball. Um, but he actually is really good friends with Allen Iverson and beat him in a game of one on one. I did a while that. back. I did hear that. Yeah. What? Um, yep. Yes, he yep. beat Allen Iverson in a game one on one. Check him out on Questlove Supreme. There's a new episode that features him. He's a talker. He loves to talk. So uh, it's like an hour, hour and 40 minutes. So much like this podcast, mm. but go and listen to that. Mm. Listen to Harbor Lights, listen to Non-Secure Connection. Uh, oh, and one last thing. Bruce Hornsby was also the music producer and keyboardist for Sheena Easton. Check Sheena Easton out on Soul Train. You'll see Bruce Hornsby back on the keyboards. Jeez. Uh, you know what? I'm so old to be beating Alan Iverson. Hmm? They about no, this was back in the friend. day. He talking about practice. Yeah, this was this was this was back in the day. This was like back when when he was just when he just I think uh he was just out of college or just before he got out of college, or something something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, it was right around the Georgetown ending. Yeah. John, John, I see what you did there too when you brought up Richmond. I see what you did. You ain't slick, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't talk about it on the on the no, podcast. You can't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did. You ain't slick. <laughs> All right. So my my artist of the week is actually uh, somebody that we all know and love, Snoop. But it's Snoop Dogg, but it's by way of four other guys that came out with a record. Um, Ninth Wonder, Robert Glasper, Terrence Martin, and Kamasi Washington have a record called Dinner Party um, Dessert. And Snoop did a song on there called Love You that is like my current jam. It's it's amazing. It's a dope song. And it just it just fits his voice and his timbre and, and like the way he flows. I just I heard the record. I listened to a couple of cuts on the record when I got to that cuz it's like it's like uh 6th or 7th on the record. I just like had it on repeat for a little bit. So, you get a chance to check out Dinner Party. Um check it out. I I from what I've read, I think they're going to do seven. Oh. Oh. That's how many. Oh, yeah, got, got, got me again. Got you again. The whole thing is froze. Okay, so I don't know where stop me at, but you see how party, many they're gonna do seven. They're gonna do okay. seven uh, records of the same thing. Um, or oh, EPs, by the way, not, 
By the way, Ninth Wonder sampled a song on that album that I sampled a year before. I'm not going to say it's coincidence or anything like that, but it kind of sucks. It just means I got to fight. The, I guess. Like, you got to do he's six four. I don't, he's 6'4". He's six four. I think I know who's going to win. But if you go Take to, if you go to my... Um, if you go listen to my last album on a song called Dancing on the Stars and you go listen to one of the songs on Dinner Party, you'll hear exactly, you'll hear the exact same song. I'm going to find it. I'm going to use it as the, 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 the ad music for this episode. Uh, <laughs> good call. The intro and the As a matter of fact, yeah. the, the name of this episode should be Ninth Wonder Stole My Beat. Now we got to fight. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Ninth Wonder Stole My Beat. Now we got to fight to the death. Come see me again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So this has been Sports and Things. Again, I'm your host, Dennis Turner, uh, Michael Robinson, Jay Hill, Trey Ely, yeah, John yeah. Lane. Thank Shout you for tuning us up. Uh, check us out on all your um, your major platforms of podcasts and check us out on Unhinged Network, Sports Network as well. We're on there uh, Saturdays at noon. Sunday. I'm sorry, this is two hours long, people. Sorry, we had a it's lot fine. They, yeah, we, yeah, they're, they're fine. Sa- if Saturdays they made it this far, they fine. <laughs> Sundays we do it. They, they show us twice on there. It's like twelve and three. Um, and then Apple Podcasts, anywhere you check our podcast, make sure you check us out on um, Instagram. It's at Sports and Things, Sports underscore and underscore Things, both with Z's, and on Twitter at IZ Sports. And until next week, we'll check you out. Peace. You're Free my nigga Dwayne Haskins. Uh, 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 yeah. We got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go. D Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, mo. Yeah, we talking sports and things. From rookies who ball the best, about to get more rings, plus more things. Like a jam session or something, yeah. then we beefing cause our favorite team, John like slumming, John like pumping, over podcasts and stereo, you want more than that whole hum, so here we go, yeah, we go from bars to beats, to podcast or AstroTurf with balls and cleats, like that jaw, talking sports and things, talking sports and things, priest the nomad, talking sports and things, we're talking sports and things, Dean Turner, John Lane, talking sports and things, baby, we're talking sports and things, Trey Illy, Trey Hill, talking sports and things, talking sports and things, DC baby, so bye bye, bye bye, yeah, DC baby. Thanks for listening to Sports and Things featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and Dennis Turner. Be sure to follow and subscribe for our upcoming episodes. You can also reach the team on Instagram at S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-N-D-T-H-I-N-G-Z and on Twitter at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. 
visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.